So friends, we're nearly at the end of our day. There's a little few minutes we have left for questions or comments you might have on this last way we've been exploring. So if so, please feel free. Yeah. I felt like it was more pronounced actually in the first, the belly practice, but I feel like although I'm practicing with my eyes closed, I'm like having my gaze be directed down and I can feel there's all this like intention of being at these different places. And so then in this last one, I was like, oh, it's a little, I'm sort of, and I, I don't know if that, and not maybe, maybe the question isn't right or wrong, but I sort of, when I was doing the belly meditation, I did feel like, oh, I would like to be able to direct my attention without my eyeball having to gaze down, mm-hmm. even though my eyes are closed, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if you had any... And I also felt like my mind would kind of, um, you know, create an image or something like, oh, it's like a light that's expanded, you know? And I even hear it was like, it's just spontaneous, I'm not trying to, but then these images are sort of being manufactured. And I just wondered if you had any um, thought on it or just let it be what it is. Or... You can just be what it is, but actually within the tradition there are there are some specifics around eye. So for example, lowering your gaze, whether your eye, for some people eyes closed is helpful, just helps to have the attention be kind of in and down and not get pulled around by what's happening. But for other people, it's the opposite, actually. Close your eyes, you just get lost in your inner world and blah, blah. And having the eyes a little bit open just keeps you a little here, here. But open or closed, lowering your gaze uh, facilitates embodied, bellied type of attention. And actually, there's plenty of practices around having eyes up and particularly very wide open, open, like sky gazing practices and open eye meditation for that quality we were just referring to of like limitless space, right? Fundamental brightness of mind. So again, whether I, even if eyes are closed, having your eyes raised up, it tends to kind of bring a little more energy into the system. And then uh, you can practice with eyes open. In fact, I think last time I was in New York, did we do some sky gazing meditation out of the window? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's usually done on top of mountains, but hey. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the day. Are there any other exercises we can do at home to help cultivate the last one? The head, the lips. So the eyes you just mentioned, but is there anything else? Um you're attending to attending to space in various ways is helpful i think for that sense of you know we tend to get self-absorbed around what's happening in our experience my thoughts my wishes my needs where i'm going what i'm doing so for instance it's interesting you walk around manhattan right and it's there's a lot of intensity on the on the street people cars shops advertising and it all of that intensity tends to reinforce some kind of self-preoccupation. But try walking down the street in Manhattan and lifting your gaze, right? And, oh, uh, 
just above all of this frenetic human activity, there's a completely limitless wide open sky. Right? So actually, just the, using that visual sense from detail to the space around the detail. That's quite a good kind of visual uh, example of the more psychic phenomenon of self-preoccupation, right? Or the detail of mind or the content of mind that we tend to meet. Most people's sense of mind is defined by the content of mind, the thoughts, the movements, the dramas, etc. And what we've just been looking at is that sense of actually the space around the content. So that's one way in a very, in a sort of concrete, everyday way you can cultivate and, and contemplate and find that inner quality in the, in the outer situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hi. Um, I've had um, the experience mostly of being bubbly, right? The fizziness came after I said the word bubbly to one of my partners, and I had kind of mudita belly, right? Mm. When I was in my embodied belly, I had a lot of joy and in my heart. When I go to the head... The expansiveness makes me feel a little disembodied. Mm -hmm. So I'm having, and I sort of love that expansiveness and getting out of the body in that way, which it appears to be what I'm doing, I quite love. But I'm so loving now the embodied practices and the really deeply feeling of that is very newer sense of really after practicing getting there. Yeah. But I wish Yeah, so leave that one alone for a while. Okay. Just, yeah. That's why... Like, there's an order to it, right? Yeah. That's why we go, we start with the belly, and then the heart, that's, that's why the head gets the least attention, right? Because for most of us, our habit, when we get head-orientated, is to, is to space out or to get overly caught up in the content, right? So if you, if you know that that's the habit, the more spacing out kind of spaciousness, and that you're finding these, this lower down centers more juicy and helpful, great, Plug into juicy and helpful, right? and then the, when you the more you feel well plugged in and well grounded and and you know relaxed and present, the more able it will it is to kind of contemplate those more head qualities, brilliance, wide openness, vastness, intuition, clarity, right? Without without spacing out. Yeah. Not exactly spacing out when I'm doing that, but I'm like I'm feeling very spacious. But then when I lose my sort of borders yeah. of self, then I sort of forget my body. That's yeah. But I, I'm taking. Yeah, that I point. call that spacing out. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not really spacing out. Okay, but I yeah. I, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with with you know the, a sense of the dissolution of our usual sense of boundary, right? The, but if we have the sense in doing that that we lose the quality of hereness, that's the sign that what I'm calling spacing out. I don't mean just completely absent, right? But that sense of you can be have a sense of total dissolution of boundaries and of being vastly, you know, spreading out into all the dimensionality of the whole universe, and yet simultaneous with that one, those ones here, here like a mountains here. That's the body's relationship to hearness. Boom. Heart's relationship to hearness is ah. And head's relationship to, to hearness is just, is that gets kind of wow. Wide, empty, open. All right.
everything is clear. Our questions are answered. So, um, I just yeah, I want to thank you for coming along today. Right? Thank you for lending your kind of goodness of spirit and practice to listening and engaging and sitting and gazing into each other's eyes a little bit today. And beyond that, to also just appreciate whatever connection you have to, to New York Insight as a place of practice. And some of you, of course, I know are very connected to here, volunteering and coming along regularly. And, you know, you're really part of the fabric of this place. And um, if you're not part of that and you're interested in what happens here, lots of good stuff happens here. So just the, the encouragement to make use, you know, there's always some need for uh, volunteering and all. And it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful way, actually, to kind of feel your way into a fuller sense of a pra- of a life of practice in the city um, beyond just the kind of, you know, the coming along to, to days in this kind of way. And, you know, as with anything, but especially with Manhattan rents, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fragile thing to maintain this kind of space in the middle of the city. So whatever way you feel moved to or, uh, you know, whatever ways you would like to give support and whatever the ways you might recognize how it would be of support to you to be involved in some kind of ongoing way. Just my encouragement for that to you. And then finally, of course, just my thanks to Peace for managing the day and to Amit for managing the sound and to Jay for managing the camera and to Jess uh, for managing everything pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And and all those who I may have forgotten, Kathy's had to leave, but and to um, Guy had made taken photographs, and Mona was helping out at reception and all. So I always feel a little nervous when I get into thanking people by name because it's like somebody's bound to get forgotten. And for David for managing uh, things as a volunteer too. So really, by that, it's just to bring forth some mudita some fizziness, some appreciation for the goodness of you being here and of New York Insight being here and of all that goes into these days and others. So thank you, friends. Hope to see you again.